Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 136, recorded live on Friday, January 15th, 2010. Did it right this time. And here are your hosts, the man who is the co-host of this podcast, Dave Play. Hi. And the man who posted all of the topics, Andy Lowe. Hi. Oh, who is damn it! There's one on the bottom. Also the co-host. Oh. And yes, I, I have one topic on there. I got it in there before Andy started this. 13, 14, 15, 16, You have like 25 to my one. 19, 20, 21, 24 to one. Let it be known that Dave, when we do an episode, it is usually eight topics. Eight to ten topics is an episode. Yes. Andy posted enough this week for three episodes. Yes. So next week, when we have a dry week and there's nothing to report, <laughs> and we're sitting here grasping for topics, I'm blaming Andy. Fine. Some of these are pretty short topics, though. Oh, definitely. But first, there's one thing I'm excited about. And I actually posted this on the main page. So if you've already been to the main page, you know. If you have iTunes, you also know this. Oh, the the thing that I did for you? Yes, you finally did. After mm-hmm. how long did I ask about it? Um, Probably a year, two years. Yes, for those of you on iTunes... And actually, on our who have subscribed to any of our feeds, because the RSS feed is now changed as well, because that's what iTunes bases its feed off of. Um, it's no longer the RA podcast as one word. It's actually Random Access Podcast now as the title of the feed. So you actually know what you're uh, what you're subscribing to. Granted, you of prob- course the feed itself still lives at feeds.feedburner.com/slash RA podcast. Yes. That's but a, I'm not changing that. No. Then everyone loses their feed. <laughs> and then we have to start from scratch. <laughs> What's your listenership? Well, since we just destroyed our feed and started again to Andy and me. <laughs> well, then, no, I would tell Kate, so that'd be three. Three! <laughs> and the number of the counting shall, shall be, be three. three. Oh, goodness. So yes, now um, all we got to do is just get people to rate us on iTunes and um, write reviews. Write reviews, and um, it's bad form to review yourself, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So it's just like you're not basically allowed to make your own Wikipedia page, right? It's it's bad form to write reviews for your own podcast. The one problem I see with writing reviews on iTunes is that you need iTunes. Yes. And you need, like, an iTunes login. Yes. Other than that. Well, for those of you who are following us through iTunes, feel free to write a review. I I don't care what you write. I would just love to see any review. I kind of care what you write, but you know what? It's a free country. (laughs) Go ahead and write whatever you want. And then we just need people to start suggesting topics. But that's probably not a problem because... I seem to have way too much time on my hands. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> 25 topics. Yay! Oh, goodness. Yeah, this is why I need stuff that's off the computer. Yeah, what happened to you limiting the time on the computer in the 360? 
Oh, the 360 is still on a uh, two-hour time limit per day. Okay, cool. Oh, I got to Rome, by the way. Ah, did you beat up the Pope yet? Yeah. Ah, so what do you think? It's interesting. <laughs> I've always know. wanted to go to the Vatican to beat up the Pope. <laughs> that, was, that was such an odd thing. Like, wait, I'm supposed to do what? You're supposed to go and kill the Pope. You gotta be kidding me. But I... Yep. <clears throat> I I guess so. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's going to be an Assassin's Creed 3. Oh, there is. Because if you look near the bottom of our list, because it happened, like, yesterday or the day before... Oh, that's what AC stands for in there. Yes. You know, you can add more than just, like, the one little line. These can be multi-line links. <gasps> I know... It does word wrap. Well, fine. I'll do that in the future. Uh, yeah, problems with Olympic streaming is word wrapped. Okay. So, yes, the AC multiplayer mode. Yes. Assassin's Creed 3 will be multiplayer. Yes. And almost it's, certainly multi-platform. Well, of course, multi-platform. Because they even had Assassin's Creed on the mobile phone. I don't know how that works. but now, The question is, will it be multiplayer and multi-platform? Like, will it be cross-platform multiplayer? Um... I doubt that, since they still haven't figured that out, really, even between the PC and the Xbox 360. Because remember, there wasn't there a game where it was like you could play, people on the console could play the people on the PC through games for Windows? Mm-hmm. A couple of uh, Halo was one of them for a while, I thought. But that's still not really working. So it's not going to be a multi-platform multiplayer, it's just going to be a multiplayer... Through... On multiple platforms. Yes. So, it's going to be... I could literally stab you in the face through the internet. Not literally stab you in the face, just in the game, stab you in the face. I wonder how that's going to work. Because the combat system in Assassin's Creed does not really lend itself to multiplayer very well. No. It's kind of a paper, rock, scissors thing going. Well, okay, so there's... probably got to be, like, online races and co-op assassination missions. Well, I could see... Okay. So, what would be great would be sort of a um, hunt down the person. Mm-hmm. Like, you can have... Um, you can have people, like, running all over the town, so you have to basically, like, hunt down the assassin as, like, a, a counter-assassin or something. <laughs> are, are you comparing Assassin's Creed multiplayer to Counter-Strike? Maybe. I was just... Well, I'm thinking of more of the the, um, the Splinter Cell sort of multiplayer. No, I, I actually, I think I know exactly what it's going to be, because you remember Carnival in Assassin's Creed 2? Yes. Capture the flag. <laughs> Racing. Pickpocketing. So would, is that what it's going to be, is basically those really sad games? Yeah, that's my guess, is it's got to be a bunch of little mini-games. Oh. I mean, that's my guess. Ubisoft has not said what it's going to be. Well, I'm thinking it's going to be more like the multiplayer in Splinter Cell, where it's Possibly. like you have maybe one assassin or two, and you have a bunch of people who are mercenaries who are stuck in the first-person perspective and who mm-hmm. can't do all the crazy things that the assassin can do. And it's the assassin's job to kill them all. Because Ubisoft did Splinter Cell. Yeah, I, I know. So it seems like it's going to be the lo- 
logical connection is from Assassin's Creed or from Splinter Cell to Assassin's Creed. Um, Side note: When the hell is Splinter Cell Conviction going to come out? Second quarter this year. Oh, I still need to get through all the old games. Yeah, I think it comes out spring this year. I still haven't finished the first Splinter Cell game on the Xbox or the. I have the first two. I haven't played any Splinter Cell games. Well, I've got the first two here, and they are Xbox games, but are backwards compatible. So you hmm. could rent them through Gamefly if they still have them. I don't have a Gamefly account. I thought you did. Oh. Oh. Don't you have some sort of subscription rental? I got rid of it. Oh. Because it was costing me like 20 bucks a month, and I did not have that. And I'd get like a game a month because... The shipping time was like two weeks. Oh, jeez. So I'd, I'd send a game in, and maybe if I was lucky, a week later, I'd get an email saying that they received it. Now, I know because it used to happen that the shipping it doesn't take it a week. The shipping took it like a day or two. But for them to process it would take them another four days. And then four days after that, I'd get an email saying that one of the 20 games in my queue has been shipped out. Three days later, I'd get it, because it would be over a weekend. And then, I, it, no, I'm not going to pay 20 bucks for a week and a half to two-week turnaround. Yeah. I just go to GameStop and... <laughs> Buy it and take it back. <laughs> I only did that twice. Mm-hmm. Once with... Uh... Well, Assassin's Creed returned that, Batman returned that, got Rock Band 2 for my brother for Christmas, and 30 bucks. Yep. That was nice. Hmm. So, yeah, online multiplayer Assassin's Creed. It, it, it could be good. It, it depends on what type of multiplayer games they have. I would just love just like a stealth game where it's literally just hide and go seek, basically. Hide and go stab, <laughs> as they say in the comments. What? Oh. Hide and go stab. It's cute. <laughs> of course, with Eagle Vision, you get to cheat. Well, yeah. Like, and he's there. No, what? Uh, he ran this way. Okay. But you still have to. Eagle vision is good for spotting your prey, but it's not good for running after your person. So uh, yeah, it is, because they leave a trail. They leave a trail? Yeah, in eagle vision, they leave a trail that you can follow. I did not notice that. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so they would have to fix eagle vision a little bit. No, it, it's supposed to be like that. Eagle vision cripples you because you can't see the map or your life or anything else. Okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm excited. I I hope for Assassin's Creed Three to come out soon. Well, Ubisoft says it's going to come out in the next year, so April of this year to April of next year is when it's planning on coming out. So the most we would have to wait is fourteen months. Fourteen months ish. Fifteen months. Yeah. So anywhere from two, no, three, three months. Because April's the fourth month. <laughs> they are not going to put it out <laughs> six months after the first one. Even before the DLC for Assassin's Creed is out, they put out the next right. one. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not going to do that. No, 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 no. 
All right, Dave, which topic do you want next? Uh, um, what's a new keyboard? Oh, um, Toshiba, well, Lenovo. Yeah. Um, is getting rid of the Cisc Rick. Cisric? Yeah, Cisric. Whatever, whatever that button is, that's the secondary function of a print screen button. Okay. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, they're getting rid of it. Okay. And they've also made the... They uh, they did a whole bunch of research, and they counted exactly how many times a user presses the delete and the escape keys. And so they've made them also bigger. And they've actually moved all the function keys to secondary keys. So, like, on my laptop, in order to, like, change the screen brightness, I would have to hit the function button and then hit, like, F7 or something, and it would increase the brightness of my screen. Yeah. Now it's the other way around, where I can use the, basically, the button that's supposed to be for F7 now, without hitting anything else, brightens and dims my screen. And in order to use the F7 button, I have to hit function and then the bright, brighten screen button. I, I really hope they include an option to switch that. Because in certain games, it's very important to be able to hit F1, F6, F whatever. Yeah. But how often are you, well, how often are you gaming on your laptop? Uh, relatively often. Oh. I say relatively. So. <laughs> I, I do not. Well, there's I'm, Civ on my laptop. But you don't need the function keys for that. No. Um, what? So do they say what the system request key does? The system request key has, uh, was originally intended to allow console operators on early mainframes to trigger low-level system commands. It can still be used in certain situations such as the quote-unquote magic syscrec key combination within Linux. Okay. Yeah, I never knew what that key was for. I just always used the print screen and then the break key... I used every once in a while. By the way, do you know what the print screen key uh, shortcut is on a Mac? No. Because they don't have a print screen key. They don't? Nope. It's Command-Shift-3. Huh. I use the print screen key all the time. Yeah. They don't have it on a Mac. Oh. And it doesn't copy it to the clipboard. It makes a file on the desktop. Well, that would actually be kind of nice. I prefer it on the clipboard. Well, okay. What are you going to do with it on the clipboard? Paste it into something. And then save it. can edit it. (laughs) And trim it. Why can't you just open up the image file and then trim it and then save it? Because to open up the image file, I have to open up the image editing program anyways. Because the default double-click isn't the editing program, it's the viewing program. (laughs) You could just right-click and tell it to open it up in Photoshop. Uh, Mac? I? Oh, well, that's a whole different ball game. <laughs> <laughs> you can right-click Mac. No, uh, you can control-click. I think that that's what you were talking about. What is it? Where did you get a Macintosh? Work. Wait, so Dave Play is forced by his job to use a Mac? Nope. But we have thirty, I think thirty, maybe thirty-five Macintosh computers in there. Uh, that the students use, and I'm responsible for those computers. Ah. So I need to know how to use them. 
I'm not forced to use it. There are two PCs at the front desk. If I had my way, it would be three PCs and no Macs, but we have the one Mac up there. <sighs> that was always kind of annoying, though, because in the, in the graphics class, we always had PCs. Mm-hmm. But then in, like, the journalism classes, we always had Macs. Wait, shouldn't that be backwards? I know. I always thought that was so odd. In the journalism classes that I was taking, I was working on Macs. But in my graphic com classes, I was stuck on IBM PCs. I thought it was extremely odd. I'm like, well, but they they have better computers, and they're not actually using them for anything other than Word and surfing the internet, which is this IBM computer would be perfect for. But no. Only after I graduate do we finally get four Macs in the graphic com department. Oh, you poor thing. With really nice Wycombe tablets, too. Ooh. Yeah, those, when you actually, like, start to, like, use one, it's actually pretty cool. I'm not going to spend the thousands of dollars in order to get one. Have you seen the the mod program thing that turns the Mac, the new PowerBook Mac uh, glass touch mouse into a tablet? Really? Yeah. You can use a pen with it, too. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Turn your Mac touchpad into a drawing tablet with the pogo sketch. <laughs> oh. oh, speaking of tablets and sketching and everything, I got um, uh, Cran Physics Deluxe. Yeah? Did you ever get that game or no? No. Oh. They, um, they were doing their whole World of Goo thing. This is actually not one of the topics, but it's still kind of cool. They were doing their whole World of Goo thing of yeah. pay whatever price you want for it. So I paid a dollar because I'm unemployed. And nice. I think it's worth a dollar. So how is Cran Physics? Oh, it's enjoyable. Okay. Some of the, the... It's... You literally have to, like, draw blocks and circles and everything in order to finish the level. So you have to draw your own objects in order to do whatever needs to be done. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh. Did you ever end up... Speaking of, of odd little games, did you ever end up beating Osmos? I have not. I haven't either. <laughs> I got pretty far in it, and it kicked my ass. <laughs> well, it's it's hard, because it's basically almost like three games in one, because you, you have to figure out, like, which version you're playing. Like, mm-hmm. okay, do, what, what, what's my goal? What type of level is this? And I haven't gotten through it all yet. I've got it, but I still haven't... I don't know. Have you also seen the game Euphoria? No. What is Euphoria? As- Euphoria is this bizarre, bizarre game. It's kind of along the same developmental lines as Osmos, where it's an ambient game. Okay. And I, I will put the link on the main page. Uh, how's it spelled? Euphoria. There we go. It's a really cool game. I, I have the demo of it. Huh. Oh, they were an indie games festival finalist, too. Nice. Yeah. It's a fun game. It needs a little tweaking here and there, and it needs to be multiplayer. Does Literally, does everything have to be multiplayer now? No, but this game does. Because <laughs> I, I remember hearing somebody say, like, oh, multiplayer, a game must have multiplayer for it to sell well. Yeah. Um, that's bullshit, as shown by, like, you know, Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. Uh, but this, this is, like, Risk. Ah, but it's much more kind of relaxed and calming than risk. 
Well, risk can be calming and relaxing if you don't care about what's going on. <laughs> if you'd like just roll the dice. Yeah, sure. All right, so we've knocked out a couple of these bottom topics. Tell me about the problems with Olympic streaming. Um, okay, so you know the Olympics are coming up next month, February 12th. In Vancouver, yes. In Canada, eh? Well, um, Vancouver? Yeah. Okay. Like, there's got to probably, there's, I swear there's a Vancouver, Washington as well. No, it's Vancouver, British Columbia. Oh, okay. It's just north of Washington. Yeah. At least I, I think, yes. I, I don't think there's a Vancouver, Washington. Well, we should just go, like, weather underground and then just search for Vancouver and see what pops up. But the, the and you know how NBC during the Summer Olympics broadcast a bunch there of... There is the- a Vancouver, Washington. Oh! Oh! Hang on. Let's see where it is. Mm. I'm doing a dance, which you can't see because it's an it audio podcast. It is north of Portland in Oregon. It's like the city across the, the border. So if you're in Seattle, you could either go north to Vancouver or go south to Vancouver. Ooh. Yeah, it looks like Vancouver is to Portland as Vancouver is to Seattle. <laughs> oh, good times. But yeah, the Olympics are going to be um, streamed online like they were during the um, Summer Olympics. But okay. Summer Olympics had 2,000 hours of live coverage on, their, on the web during the Olympics. Yes. NBC will offer about half that for the Winter Olympics. Did they give reasoning? Well, NBC, well, the old CEO, because NBC is now going to be owned by Comcast... Uh- Jeff Zucker yeah, um, said that live streaming devalues top events like the Olympics or the Super Bowl, and there wasn't a model that exists that could show him how to avoid that. Devalues? Yes. In the sense that he makes less money from it? Sure. But there, are, there was softball sometimes was the only place to see the softball matches was on the website. Oh, and this might be a problem for you. At the same time, NBC will be using authentication to ensure that only viewers who are already subs- who already subscribe to multi-channel providers who sign a deal with the network can watch the live streaming video. Well, I have Comcast. Oh. So, yeah. I thought you were getting rid of your cable. Or did you just get rid of your TV and use your computer monitor as a TV? The latter. Okay. The The... The room comes with a cable connection as part of the association fee. Okay. So you might as well use it. Yeah. But if you had cut off your cable completely, you would not be able to go to NBC Olympics and watch if you did not have, if there was not a, some sort of subscriber to some agreement or something. Well, that kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, I mean... Dave, you just faded out. Instead... I, I faded. I'm sorry. I'm saying that if you step back ten years, that's where you were, anyways. Yeah, you were just stuck watching. We we, we did. Yeah, you're gonna watch. Dave, your your audio's messing up. Uh oh. Um. Okay. <laughs> so, Weird. Yeah. So you were saying ten years ago, you were either watching it on TV. Yes. Or reading the. Yeah, I don't know what's going did on. It cut out again. Yes. All right, I'm going to hang up. Okay. All right, so maybe Comcast actually heard you bad-mouthing NBC. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awful. Uh, We we need to 
Except I wasn't bad-mouthing them this time. Well, maybe they just heard Comcast, and then... They, they're profiling us because yes. we've bad-mouthed them before? In the past, yes. Welcome to non-net neutrality. <laughs> I'll watch, I'll lose all signal now. Oh. All right, so um, Steam put out another hardware survey results. Ooh. Yes. These the are always, results are always fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so video card usage. Um, NVIDIA, 63%. ATI, 28.97%. And then it seems like 45.1% are DirectX 10 users. I am still DirectX, what, 9, SMB2, and 3.0? 2B. Yeah, whatever. 68% are Intel, 31% are AMD processors. Quad-core is uh, getting more and more. Yeah, 13.31%. I am still a single CP user. CP user? Seriously? Whatever. I still have a single core. Okay. I don't have multi-cores or anything else like that. Everybody is still using XB 32-bit, though. 44.77%. 2 gigs of RAM is the majority. What's the Windows 7 adopter? It looks like uh, between the two versions, it's got about 22%. Windows Vista or... XP, not XP, Windows 7. Windows 7 64-bit is at 15%. Yeah, and right, 7. I'm, I'm ignoring the, the discrepancy between 32 and 64. I'm adding them together. Oh, okay. Uh, so XP has about 45%. Vista has about 35%. No, 30%. Yeah. And Windows 7 has about 22%. Yes. So pretty close. 0.1% is still using Windows 2000. Those poor bastards. <laughs> Oh, two gigs of RAM. Let's see, I am currently at one gig, so I'm at part of the 11%. Dave, how many gigs do you have? Uh, Three gigs. You honestly didn't know how many gigs you had in your computer? I couldn't remember what I put in. (laughs) Let's see, Intel, Intel speeds are right around 2.3 to 2.69 gigahertz. AMD speeds, I am at what? My computer... What's amusing to me is how many people have the out-of-date drivers. <laughs> I am at 2.21 gigahertz. So I'm literally right in the middle of the AP, AMD C, CPU range. If you look up NVIDIA drivers on their list down there, 20% have an outdated driver. Actually, much more than that. It's just twenty percent have the most one of the more recent outdated drivers. What driver do I have currently installed? Come on, Catalyst Control Center. Tell me what I need to know. You are not helpful. <laughs> that is not helpful at all. What the hell? We have to load up the entire program rather than just load up the, the about menu? No, you want to go to control panel system, device manager. And it'll ask you for uh UAC probably. Maybe. All right. Um, and then display adapters, property, you know, select your display adapter properties and then go to driver. Hold I'm on. sure it's an easier way, but that's the way I know. So wait, wait. Control panel. <laughs> Control panel, system and security system. Get to your, your uh, device manager. Oh, okay. If you're on XP, it should just be system. 
There it is. I couldn't find it for a while. Okay, now what? Device manager. You go down to display adapters. Da, 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 da. Device manager, display adapters, check. And then you should have your uh, graphics card listed there. The X1650. Go to properties and click on driver. Driver details. 8.561.0.0. That's not on the list. You're in the other. <laughs> you might want to update. You must close all dialog boxes. Oh, fine. <laughs> well, this Catalyst Control Center then has no help to me at all. Oh, I think I am 6.14.10. Point. Zero. Or point six two three eight. Point six two three eight. Doesn't look like it's on the list. Point ten. <laughs> Maybe 6891? 6891 is on the list. Ah, well, that's my 2D driver version. Okay. 6.14.10.6891? Yes. Yeah, you are one of 2.11%. My driver is. My driver is my, my over a year old. I should update that. <laughs> yes, you should. You very much should. Ugh. Oh, what's on giveaway of the day? They've had some really nice stuff on this week. <laughs> oh, all right, they well, have crap on today. Okay. I love how all the audio devices are all real tech HD audio output, which is basically the onboard audio stuff. Yeah. And then real tech AC97 is the second oldest. That's what I'm using. AC97? That's what I'm recording with right now. Yeah, but... You have a decent CPU. My CPU is older, and so I have actually the um, Sound Blaster card running my audio. Oh, wow. It's time for a new desktop, Andy. <laughs> you, you I'm sorry. Buy, you want to buy one for me? Nope. Well, then it's not time for a new desktop until this yeah. thing actually croaks. Like, physically. And there's no way to recover. <laughs> yes. I already have a case and RAM. I just need the, the motherboard and the CPU. The power supply is new enough that I could use that. Yep. The DVD well, burner I could swap into. If, it's if, I, new. if I can manage to win a uh, Core i7 at PAX, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> that's what I was hoping to win, because I'm like, if I can get the CPU, that's like a major cost oh, right man. there. The, well, the Core i7 is a major cost, but it... The system requirements for it for the rest of your stuff, the only thing you'd be able to use is your box. No, the memory can handle it. I'm not sure. It is something. You need, like, DDR3? Yeah, it's... I've got three gigs of that sitting around. Oh, because well, then, yeah. I won that at PAX, along with the case. Yeah. So I was halfway there. I was just hoping over and over again <laughs> to get one of those freaking CPUs. I was five seconds behind. Five seconds. Do you know how many times that I was in a group of like five people or ten people that they would hand out the cards? And someone got it? Yeah, somebody else got it, and so I just would get another t-shirt or a bag or something. Yep. Uh, At least those t-shirts and hats made nice gifts. That is true. Speaking of packs, though, and Penny Arcade, Child's yeah. Play total for this year. Uh, their goal was, what, 1.6 million? 1.5? Well, they wanted to beat last year's record. Which was like one point six, and they okay. they raised over one point seven this year. 
Oh, crap. So they beat last year's record by $346,000. So since 2003, Child's Play has raised more than $6.7 million. Good for them. Oh, yeah. But crap, because that means next year they're going to want to break this year's record. Yes. So we're looking at $1.8 million. And they just keep point eight million is a lot of money. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It is a crap load of money. Oh, mm. so, all right. We we have something here that I I do want to hit. Okay, and that's the top five predictions for twenty ten. Yes, from different analysts. I want to come back to this over the year and be like, they were idiots. Okay, so I don't even know what Edar is. It sounds like a horrible name. Yep. Electronic Entertainment Design and Research. Okay. All right, so dance games get their revival, so DDR. Okay, a sequel to the DS. Well, the DS XL is yeah, launching. That doesn't even get to count as a prediction. No. 3D uh, gaming. Oh, God. I love how Microsoft said, um, yes, the Xbox can do 3D gaming, but we're not planning on doing it. Music, music. I love how dance games will see a revival, but then number four is music will be down forty percent. Oh, just music, not dance. Right. <sighs> more download and games more than download physical games. DFC Intelligence. Let's see what DFC stands for. Motion control hardware is released. Well, no shit, because Natal comes out this year. A major new hardware announcement from one of the big players. Um. Well, see, X- that's so vague. A major new hardware announcement. Right. That could be a new console. It could be a new add-on. It could be a Microsoft Blu-ray DVD drive. <laughs> it's so vague that, like, how can you be wrong? That micro- In fact, except for the uh, Microsoft Blu-ray drive. Which well, is- I'm saying it, it, not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying it would fall under that category. I know, and it's not going to happen. No, it won't. But even if, if Microsoft changed the, the internal uh, workings of the 360 again, if they upgraded the motherboard again, that's a major hardware announcement. Well, they've already upgraded it, what, twice, three times now? Three times, I think. And they, that what really... We, Vespa, Jasper, Falcon... Zephyr? Yeah, I think so. So, right. Okay, one or more All significant... Right. You know what? Never mind. We aren't going through this. This is such crap. <laughs> These guys have no idea what they're talking about, and they're talking about it in such general and vague terms that they can't be wrong. Oh, I love the, the next guy down. Number one, Project Natal ships on time for the holidays. That's not really a prediction. We all know that's going to happen. Microsoft has said yeah. it's going to... Fuck them. We're done. No more. <laughs> I want to delete that. <laughs> we cannot delete that. I can destroy that link. I know you can, but please don't. I won't. I could actually write it into the code that you can't relink it. <laughs> well, that, that'll be something we could actually, in the end of the year, actually go back to and look and see how bad they were. Because oh, it really says... Oh, no, I don't even want to do that. I, I don't want to give these guys any credit. I thought this was going to be like actual analysts looking at the industry. They're well, like, yes, this, this is what I think. You know, here are my reasons, and this is how I see it. These, no, this is bullshit. These are the industry analysts. Fuck them. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, um, there was a big hoopla over Frumpy Mom. What is Frumpy Mom? Um, it's the Frumpy Middle-Aged Mom is part of the mom blog of the Orange County Register. 
who um, said uh, that video games were invented by the devil and things like that. Yeah. And then she caught heat for it. And then she said um, they weren't created by – she said, oh, sorry, my bad. Video games are not from Satan. They're created by Lord Voldemort. What? Yes. She actually said they were created by Lord Voldemort? Satan did not invent video games. Lord Voldemort did. This woman needs some serious help. And then um, she said, uh, "If she said that, ser- I mean, if she's saying that jokingly, that's one thing. If if she's well, there's serious. There, there's a couple of more articles after this where they're uh, yeah. See, here's one where she's saying it was created by Satan, and that's fine. I, I don't. Where are you getting this Voldemort thing? Um, on the link there, the the third oh, article the one right down. Above it. Yeah." My bad video because this these are her four articles in a row of basically her fight with the internet trolls, which I don't think she realized what sort of fight she was in. No, because yeah, she she is not saying Voldemort. She I think that was a, a joke post. Uh, she really did say Satan though. Yes, and then she was also pointing out that um, that her kids have sad, pathetic lives because she takes them all over the world and such. And I'm just like, um, well, there. Does she not realize who she was trying to argue with? But I guess not. Wow. Okay. And then she was um, in the middle of the night approving and disproving comments on her own blog, which I think is always fun that they are she, yeah, censoring their own arguments against her. Why is Lady Gaga on our links? Where? The next one. The, the next uh, one. The digital, digital music. Um, because music purchases have been up, actually, in the past year. And okay. 40% of that is digital music pur- purchasing. Cool. So everybody who says, oh, the music industry is dying because of the internet. Yeah. Um, it's actually been up. And it's interesting, vinyl album sales have also been up. Cool. Vinyl seeing a resurgence? I, I guess so, which seems kind of odd because it's not that good of a sound quality, but who knows? So yeah, music purchases are actually up. So R I A A. Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't know how that sounded over the internet, but that was supposed uh, to be a raspberry. It sounded like you farted. <laughs> Sorry. Um, All right, so. It's- CBS and Wall Street Journal have yes. integrated Dig into their websites. Yes. Giving Dig even more unnecessary uh, traffic and, I guess, recognize, what is it? recognition. Is that what you're thinking of? No. Yeah, recognition. Thank you. I, yeah, I used to use Dig. I used to sit there and watch. I would do then it. Then I realized it was a waste of time. Well, I would do it just for fun stuff. On Saturdays when I'm at the radio station, after I finished up reading through Slashdot, mm-hmm. I would just read through Dig next. Yep. But yeah. It's all the same stuff. Well, some of it. The Dig has a broader view than Slashdot. Right. Google has uh, filed to be an, en- an energy company. Yes, like Enron. So that they can buy and sell energy wholesale? Yes. so they can. That's kind of creepy, but... Okay. Well, they had reasons that they said for it. Yes, they want to be carbon neutral, and this would be the only way they could actually financially do that, is if they became an energy... Company. Yeah. Now, they wouldn't be... They wouldn't own power plants. No. 
they would buy energy from power plants and resell it to other people, probably at a loss. Well, they um, they can't buy affordable utility-scale renewable energy in their markets, so they would become an energy company, so they actually could buy renewable green energy in order to be carbon neutral. They're, that's what they're saying is the goal of creating Google, Google Energy is to be carbon neutral. That's what their goal is, quote-unquote. You know what you don't have on here that I'm kind of surprised in all these links? What? Since we're talking about Google... China. Yeah, that whole Google get, well, it hasn't been really resolved yet. I I think Google's statement about it was was certainly newsworthy. Everyone else seemed to think it was newsworthy. Well, if you want to, I can um there's a, there's a wonderful Okay, so what exactly happened? I know there was some All right, So years ago, Google made an agreement with China. To say, uh, it was with the Chinese government saying, we'll, we'll give you search providing and we agree to your terms of censorship. That certain uh, phrases and websites will not come up. And the searches will be like redirected and we, we just won't allow it. Because that was China's requirement. And so Google said, okay. Uh, that was five years ago or so, I think. Maybe not even that long. And now Google has come back and said, we looked at this, we've reevaluated this, and we disagree now. Especially uh, since they was, there was an attack, too, that supposedly yeah, came the- from the Chinese government. Ooh. That's, that's part of the problem is they don't know exactly if it was the Chinese government that was attacked, that attacked Google and other internet companies that were based, had stuff in China, that were relation to China. And so... The intrigue goes deep. Yeah. We have discovered that the accounts of dozens of U.S., China, and Europe-based Gmail users who are advocates of human rights in China appear to have been routinely accessed by third parties. Oops. These accounts have not been accessed through any security breach at Google, but most likely via phishing scams and other stuff. But they're just like, we're not exactly... Well, they launched Google.China in 2006, so it's been three years. Okay. So now Google says that they aren't going to um, agree to... Beat, uh, the censorship anymore and china's like well you have to agree to our rules to to play in our backyard yeah and google's saying well then we just won't play yeah uh so google is talking about closing all their offices in china and removing google.cn here i'll i'll link the google blog post about this so people can read up yeah because it's it's pretty china. um it, you know in the the micro scheme that is the internet, it's a pretty significant event. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one's kind of interesting. So we had that huge um, earthquake down in Haiti, unfortunately. Yep. But this was yeah. actually posted uh, a couple days before, actually, this earthquake happened, where seismologists say that Twitter is the fastest way to get information out of an earthquake area especially those in less densely populated with seismic instruments. Hmm. Because people love to tweet about what's going on around them, especially if there was an earthquake. (laughs) So they are using the Twitter earthquake detection tool. They're just breaking over Twitter looking for the word earthquake? Yeah. And then basically comparing that to the geolocation of the Twitter user, 
they that's can, really funny. They can figure out basically where the uh, where the epicenter is. That's really funny. The U, um, t- Ted uses an application program interface that aggregates tweets based on keywords like earthquake and tremor to pull tweets about a particular earthquake into a database. Then the USGS generates an email report containing the magnitude, location, depth below the surface, number of tweets about the earthquake broken down by the location, and text of the first 40 or 50 tweets. So it will actually help them figure out um, what's going on. And these Twitter reports actually have often preceded the publicly released scientifically verified earthquake alerts. So they can they can So it's a it's a good first warning of possibility. Yeah. I wouldn't depend on it. Yes. But that's still very interesting that Twitter is actually faster than the geological survey instruments that are out there in the field. Well, but it you got to be careful with that. It says the first scientifically verifiable yeah. instruments, right? So it's, you know, this, it, in order to verify the Twitter, probably takes as long, if not longer. Yes. I mean, we could start a, a, an earthquake in Ann Arbor or in Kalamazoo. All we need to do is get enough people reporting an earthquake on Twitter. <laughs> yes, that is true. And in fact, I'm sure that this system has its own faults when everyone and their mother is going to be tweeting about this earthquake in Haiti. Yeah, that is the truth. It's a, the Twitter-based system. Um, a host is of, going to fail. Yeah, a host of filtering and clustering challenges, retweets, and casual uses of earthquake-related words like references to the video game Quake. <laughs> and yeah, well, that, not that, everybody's got geotagging enabled, so... Right. And people aren't always where their geotag is. Yes. But it's still kind of funny that the USGS is going, well, wait a second. People like to talk about earthquakes. Maybe we can use this data that appears in real time. Yeah. Hmm. It's an interesting thought and a nice little experiment. I don't think it works out too well. No. Next topic. Um, BMI suing T-Mobile. Over ringbacks. I hate ringbacks, by the way. What? Who, who, who's paying for ringbacks? Who do you... Uh, Golly pays for them. And Golly's are actually kind of fun, because he, he switches them up every so often. But, you know, when I call someone, I don't want to be forced to be exposed to their taste in music. Yes. Especially when it does not coincide with my taste in music. <laughs> yeah, I, I, have, I will never use ringbacks. It's a, it's a ringing dial. It's like you hear the phone ringing, so you know you're connected. You know it's trying to reach the person. I don't need to listen to Baby Got Back or some other stupid song. or Right. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. or That's right. Oh. And you know what, Andy? What? They're better than yours. Damn right they're better than mine. <laughs> I don't even teach it. I don't know any more of the song. <laughs> I could tell you, but I'd have to charge. Okay. It's, <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. Uh, Viacom and the YouTube lawsuit are, are moving towards the courtroom. Yes. They have filed basically um, – they're, they're trying to, if I remember correctly, get a summary judgment. So, um, so the court will decide if there's enough evidence out there without having to send this to trial so he can just make a ruling on his own. Mm-hmm. So these are the letters that um, each company is using. This is basically sending a letter saying, this is the evidence that we have. 
Is this enough so we don't have to send this to trial? Right. It's basically, uh, basically like an I win button, so you don't have to play the game. <laughs> I want an I win button. It's like uh, it's like if I showed up during our bowling thing, if I showed up with my own bowling ball, bowling shoes, and bowling shirt, I could just show up and... I, basically do that? Well, no, no um, ball or shirt. But if I showed uh, up like that and went, do we even have to do this? <laughs> that it would be really funny, though, is if I had showed up in the same stuff and been like, <laughs> yes, yes, we do. <laughs> and then bowled the perfect 300. And then I woke up. Yeah. Okay, so it uh, seems there are problems with the Nexus One. Yeah, Google has never had to do much support. No. So and and they're the ones selling the Nexus Ones. Yes. So yeah. Well, Google's selling it. It through T-Mobile's network, and it's an HTC handheld. So who the yeah. hell are you supposed to call? Google. Except you don't call Google. You. Mail Google. Actually, you can call T-Mobile now. T-Mobile will deal with most of it. Okay. Side note, did you know there was only um, 20,000, supposedly 20,000 uh, cell phones sold in the first week? That's it? I thought it was 200. No, 200,000 I thought was the, um, the droid first week. I don't know. Hang on. Uh, sold. Only 20,000 units. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's fine. I'm still four months away from upgrading my phone. I don't know what I would upgrade it to. Because I don't want to... This one's pretty nice. Well, yes, but I would also have to pay. Right. Data plan. Well, no, no. I'd have to pay to upgrade my phone to that cell phone. Because they would subsidize some of the cost, but not all of it. So it wouldn't be a free upgrade, which is the kind of upgrade that I would be looking at. So, you know. Okay. But yeah, it seems there are problems with the phone and also T-Mobile's 3G network seems to be quite spotty also. So this is not the... Um, they seem to have stumbled out of the gate a bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. But we'll see what happens with it. Yeah. In the meantime, tell me about the, the Mozilla Jetpack. Well, I don't know. That's what I want. I put that one on there. Hoping that I'd look at it? Yes. Because I, I, I don't know what this is. Supposedly this is taking over the Firefox extensions. But I have no idea what the hell it is. It's, it's a Mozilla Labs project that enables, quote-unquote, on their website, that enables anyone who knows HTML, CNS, and JavaScript to create powerful Firefox add-ons. Yeah. So this I'm is, excited. This is how you make Firefox add-ons now, but well, how is this different from making Firefox add-ons in the past? Uh, you know, because making Firefox add-ons in the past used to be a really weird and complex multi-file XML kind of thing. Yes. Uh, so this looks like it, it's out there to simplify it. Okay. So that means so that, all my Firefox extensions are not going to work now in the future? No, they'll, they'll still work. I'm sure you'll still be able to do it the old way. This opens it up to the creator. So I had some ideas for a Firefox add-on. Mm-hmm. And I, looked, I tried to look up how to write an add-on. And it was the most bizarre and poorly documented method out there like there I, I couldn't figure out how to do it so what jetpack from the looks of it is is that it'll allow people like me who have some idea of what they're doing to be able to do it okay all right <laughs> i had no idea what it was so i was trying to get you to explain it but you really don't know what it is either but no, it's but I'm, I'm going to look into it because it looks interesting it's the future so 
Firefox users, watch out. You're going to turn into the Rocket Man, I guess, or something. So here's a case of an actor, voice actor, trying to keep his career alive. <laughs> Supposedly, the, the voice actor for Duke Nukem said that he's not allowed to talk about Duke Nukem forever. And that people should read between the lines. Yes. See, why am I not, quote, why am I not allowed to talk about it? Well, because you signed a non-disclosure agreement years ago that's still in effect. So maybe. So it may or may not be dead now. It's dead. It's not dead yet. It's dead. I'm feeling much better. It'd be stone dead in a moment. Damn, that's two references today. <laughs> in this episode, two references. <laughs> oh. Now I feel like I should just change the title to Blessed Are the Cheesemakers or something. I still haven't thought of a title yet. Um, uh, okay. EA is starting up a... Partnership with Dr. Pepper. Yes. So, like my Coke points... If I drink yeah. Dr. Pepper, I can find codes under the caps, and I can redeem the codes for many different things, like game enhancements or, I guess, like... Game enhancements? Yes. I have no idea what they mean. Um, it, it sounds like a, a plastic surgery for your game. Well, um, virtual clothes for your Sims or body parts for your Spore, in case anybody's actually still playing Spore. So it is like plastic surgery for your game. Yes. So you can you you can drink Dr Pepper and get stuff for EA games. And then you know what's to be you could you could use that EA Sports Visa card, buy Dr Pepper, and get like double the points. Yes. I see. There are three unique pieces of armor in Mass Effect Two. Unique character clothing for Battlefield Heroes, Battlefield Bad Company Two. It allows you to become a unique special activities soldier with new camouflage and a modified weapon. And there's some other stuff as well. So. Doesn't Dr. Pepper own Verner's now? Uh, yes. Dr. Pepper 7-Up owns Verner's, yes. Awesome. I'm about to get so many EA points. Well, I think it's just Dr. Pepper. Oh, bull. Not well, the company and all their products? No, just Dr. Pepper. Bullshit. I'm sorry. All right. Well... Uh, let's see. NPD numbers are in for December, which means they're in for the whole year. Yes. That's Gaming what... is a $20 billion industry. And now there's the official num- the t- official top 10 games for the console for 2009. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which was a late bloomer, yet still took first. Wii Sports... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Before, you, before you go on, ready? Yes. The next one, two, three, four, five, six. Wii, 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 Wii. Yes. Wii Sports, Super Mario Brothers Wii, Wii Fit, Wii Fit Plus, Mario Kart Wii, and Wii Play with the Wii Remote. And then we're back to Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah, and then Halo 3, ODST, and then Pokemon on the DS. So who did well? Nintendo did well. Yeah, 11 million DSs, 9.5 million Wiis over in 2009. Have the Wiis finally uh, doubled the 360? I don't know. You can check on your VG charts. Um, PC games, Sims 3, World of Warcraft, Sims 2 Double Deluxe, World of Warcraft Battle Chest, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, World of Warcraft, just the regular, Sims 3 World Adventures, Spore, Dragon Eggs Origins, and Empire Total War. 
So PC games was Sims, World of Warcraft, Sims, World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Sims, and Spore. Yes, Kate just got home, so woo Sims. Yeah, I heard. Um, uh, okay, Netflix is coming out on the Wii, but we don't have a Wii, so... Eh. It seems parents actually understand the um, ESRB, according to an Activision survey, of 1,200 online interviews. 82% of gaming parents and 75% of children are familiar with the ESRB. Yeah, but that's online interviews. Yeah. So uh, the the people you want informed about the ESRB are not going to be taking online interviews. Right. About the ESRB. Yeah. And okay, I think we've time for the random topic. Okay, go. Um I rolled ahead of time. I rolled a 2. So it was a motto for the podcast cuz if you look on our new feed the- we actually asked for a motto a long time ago and no one responded. <laughs> No one came up with any. Um, we could just do we're random. Well, yeah, but the feed literally says random access podcast. The random access podcast is the subtitle. iTunes says the random access podcast is exactly how it sounds or something like that. That's not really descriptive. That's not really a random access podcast. It's exactly how it sounds. It sounds. Yeah. I should probably go in and change that. <laughs> I'm I've I've. Especially with our hour time length that's set in stone now, I'm thinking yes. the only thing for certain is the length. Ooh. But, okay, so I like yeah, that. the, the, the uh, show description for iTunes, the Random Access Podcast is all about exactly what you think it is. It's a podcast about random topics. The geek- Yeah, we need to change that. Yeah. I was young and foolish when I made that. Because there's other descriptions, like... Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Go inside the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know any other. I like your. The only thing for certain is the time, or the length, or something like that. The length, but even that isn't for certain. I mean, you, if you, if someone were listening to one of our episodes going at point nine C, no, <laughs> no, 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 I don't get to bring in relativity. No. Okay. No. I I say our motto should be the Random Access Podcast. The only thing for certain is the length. Because we might have a guest, we might not. It might be a random topic recapped. It might not. The only thing you know is once you start playing, you've got an hour worth of audio right then and there. An hour exactly. How exact? Oh, I am t- uh, one hour point zero zero zero. So it's not exact. It's exact to three decimal places, which is actually, I think, f- more accurate than Olympic world records. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> if, it, if there was an Olympic event where it would be to broadcast exactly an hour-long worth of audio, we would have the gold medal. We would have it bang. <laughs> All right. Well, um, on that happy note... Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you next week. Where you will be guaranteed to have an hour. Yeah. Bye.